Good morning, everybody. So today, I was asking the Lord, what, what do you want me to do? And he said, teach. So, okay, so we're going to do a slightly different thing than I normally do. We're going to teach. And we're going to teach about growing in our gifts. Now, it's a massive, massive topic, as you know, um, so I probably won't get as much in today as I would like to. So there might be a part two, part three, we'll see. Um, but it is a massive, massive topic. Now, there are different gifts. There are spiritual gifts, but there are also natural gifts, natural characteristics and traits and talents that God places in us when we are created. And they are put there to help us in our journey. Because we are on a journey, or in a race, however you want to put it. And God gives us those things that he knows we're going to need. Now, there are tons and tons of them. Here's a list of a few of them. And I'm sure you can add about another 10, 20 on top of them, but I'm going to read a few. Some people have extraordinary courage. They stand out, don't they? You think, oh my gosh, I could never do that. They are just so brave. Yeah. Others have ability to write poems. I can say now that is not one of my strengths. Others have ability to paint or draw or make things. Other people can cook. They're amazing at hosting and welcoming people. There are many who are sporty. And we need sporty people because they keep up with the others who are sporty. Um, we have people who have great imagination. They can visualize things. They can write books, you know, and films are made. Not something I can do. Others pick up languages. Very, very easy. We have a friend who speaks seven or eight languages. Um, still others who are great carers. They love to look after people. They love to intercede for people. We have people who are great with other people. They can walk up to anybody, anywhere, and make them feel loved and valuable. We have those who are great with children. We have others who, are, who have the ability to learn very quickly, who are great with electronics. We have some who, are, who have amazing musical talents and amazing singing voices. And if that's one of you, we would love to have you up here singing. We have those who have an amazing servant heart. Those who are the ones who hold up the hands of others who are out in the front line. Okay. Um, we have others who are great with things like makeup or hair. All things that women want and need. Because it makes them feel special. And there are others who can't do that. All these talents are to help us and to help others and to bless others. They bring richness. They bring joy. They bring encouragement. They bring a sense of achievement. But every one of those talents is to help us bring an advancement in the kingdom. And many of us look over, or overlook, should I say, the talents that have been placed in us. We don't recognize them. But everything that is placed in us is for an important reason. And it's wonderful to recognize those skills, because they are skills and gifts 
They are gifts. They are gifts to bless us and bless others. And together, all those different skills, gifts, and talents make up the body of Christ. But if we don't even recognize our physical gifts, how much harder is it going to be to recognize our spiritual ones? So we'll take a look at that in a moment. But but first, I thought I'd share an example of what happened to me. Because sometimes we don't even realize we're given a heavenly gift to use. So for years, when I, I first became a Christian, I used to see faces when I was praying. And I, I thought, oh, don't know that person. Why am I having that kind of flash of that face in my, in my mind? I thought, have I seen them on the telly? Did I pass them in the supermarket? And then after a while, I thought, do you know what? Just in case, I'm going to start praying for that face. And then years later, I was in Harrogate with a few ladies and men. And we were walking in a, I call it a park, and I saw one of the faces. And I recognized it because it was, it was very distinct. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's one of the faces I saw and I prayed for. I was so taken aback. I was so shocked. I thought, oh my gosh. It was a real face. That must mean every one of them is a real face. What do I do? And I stood there and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And I thought, if I do nothing, I'm going to regret it. So I thought, I've got to do something. But this person was with a group of family or friends or whatever. I thought, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I was really kind of, oh my gosh, what do I do, Lord? It's a real person. What do I do? So I went up to the person. I thought, I've got to. I cannot walk away because I will constantly regret it. So I went up to the person and I said, look, I know this is going to sound really strange, but I'm a Christian. And when I prayed, I saw your face. The guy looked very, very confused. I said, so would you mind very much if I prayed for you? You know, and I'm thinking, this is me. At the time, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I saying? You know, but actually, the guy turned around and he said, do you know, I used to be a Christian, but I've fallen away, you know? And I said, oh, that, you know, that's really sad. I said, but do you know what? God has not forgotten you because he's put your face in my mind to pray for. So I'd love to pray for you. And he prayed. We prayed together. Now, I don't know what happened after that. I didn't keep in touch with him. It wouldn't have been right for me to say, can I have your phone number? You know? <laughs> um, so I don't know what happened. But I do know I could give that encouragement and say, do you know what? God hasn't forgotten you. So, you know, I just want to say, if you see a face, if you have a word, don't think it's meaningless. Just in case it's from God, pray. Do something with it. You see, God will put people in our path to encourage us, to restore hope. He may have people pray for us. We may, have, we may pray for other people. We may meet them and we may never meet them. There was a story the other day, Costas was reading, or I think it was Costas or whether I'd read it somewhere. Actually, it was me. I, I'd seen something. And someone was saying, I think it was, oh, who was it? Sorry. Um, Livingstone, Dr. Livingstone. He was in Africa and their village was surrounded by enemy. And he was thinking, oh, Lord, this is not good. 
Anyway, something happened and everything went well and they, you know, nothing happened basically. When he went back to wherever he went back to, he was talking with someone and this was a year or two later and he'd written it in his diary. And this person said, look, and he showed him his diary. He said, on that date, God told us, a group of men, to pray for you. What Livingstone had done, he'd asked one of the enemy and said, what happened? Why didn't you attack? And he said, because we saw people dressed as warriors. And I think it was something like eight people. I can't remember exactly. I may have got it wrong. All right, 45, 47. I don't remember. There was a number. But whatever that number was, when he'd spoken to the other person in his country, they'd said that was the amount of people who were praying. What an amazing story. You know, so when we're asked to pray for someone or when we see a face, let's go and do it. Now, if you don't know what to pray, by the way, pray in tongues. Because it's a heavenly language. It can be an earthly one, but it can be a heavenly one. If it's a heavenly one, we will be interceding, or or Jesus will be interceding for us when we don't know what to pray. Now, 1 Corinthians 14 talks a lot about tongues, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the important part I do want to say is, uh, sorry, I've lost my place. Uh, Oh, I've lost this, sorry. That wasn't very good, was it? Sorry. (laughs) Okay, here it is, sorry. Anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. That was the part I wanted to get out of that. So sorry about that. Okay, so everybody loves, tongues is a gift, okay, and we can all have tongues. And it is lovely to get gifts, isn't it? Wouldn't you love someone, you know, to give you a fresh gift every morning? I know I would. Well, God does, because every single morning is a new morning. Every single morning, he has given you a freshness, a renewal, and a new gift. And in Lamentations, it says, they are new every morning because of his faithfulness. So this morning, we are going to take a look at some of the spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in every one, it is the same God that, that is at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And that's what I, meant, what, what I mentioned earlier. All the gifts are for the common good. They're not just for us. They are to build up ourselves, our community, our church, and the body of Christ. And every one of us has an indispensable part to play in that. So, how do we know when it's Holy Spirit that's manifesting? Well, Holy Spirit always does something far above the natural. He will always do something that will build up, break down walls, heal, bring freedom. In other words, something like Florence's, (coughs) Florence's healing, when she was healed from gout in her foot, Nothing human can do that. Only Holy Spirit can do that. That is a manifestation of the Spirit. So the verse carries on. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. 
to another a message of knowledge by that same spirit. Now, I'm not sure about you, but it took me a minute to kind of think about what the difference is between those two things. And this is what I've come up with. Because when I thought about wisdom, Solomon is the first person that comes to mind. And he says in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, wisdom is profitable to direct. So in other words, wisdom is good for direction. Um, it can tell us what to do, what, where to go, how to act. Wisdom is a gift available to every one of us. And I say that because in James 1.5 it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Now in that verse... There is a guidance of receiving wisdom. And it's not the first thing that comes to mind. Because the first thing that jumps to mind is faith. It's not that that I'm talking about. Because where it says, let him ask of God. The original Greek text says, let him ask paratheo. Which actually means, let him come alongside God and ask. So in other words, let him come close. And we were talking about that this morning. God wants that relationship with us, doesn't he? And it makes me kind of think of children. You know, if your child is shouting from another room, can I have this? You'd kind of think twice. But if they come and sit next to you or sit on your lap or give you a hug or a cuddle, you'd be much more likely to actually give that gift. We're also encouraged by James to be bold when coming to God for wisdom. As the, as the Lord gives liberally. And the word liberally in that Greek translation says in the habit of giving constantly. And there's also another word in that Greek translation that says generously. So if we read that whole thing again using those little bits of translation, it comes out so much more powerful. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him come alongside God who is in the habit of constantly giving without finding fault, and it will be given to him generously. What a translation. When you use those extra meanings, God wants to give you wisdom and generously. Isn't that wonderful? So the next thing, the next gift is knowledge. Knowledge informs us about something. God can give us a word of knowledge that is an unseen obstacle um, in someone's lives so that we can pray into that. For instance, if someone has a constant blockage of finance, the Lord may show us what is causing, causing that blockage. So that's what a word, word of knowledge is. But we also need to learn to be wise in using our words of knowledge. It's not always wise, wise to blurt out what God gives us. Um, both wisdom and knowledge are powerful gifts and can often work together. And Proverbs 15.2 says, The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. So, carrying on on the same verse. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. Jesus tells us in Luke 17, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. 
James also says in James 2, For as the body without spirit is death, so faith without works is also dead. So faith is a gift to be used. Amen? Amen. Gifts of healing. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed the sick. Everywhere. And he taught his disciples how to step out in that faith and do the same. And he sent them out to do his work. He told them in Matthew 10, Mark 6, Luke 9, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, so freely give. You see, when we have, when we become a Christian, and you all know this, when you become a Christian, Holy Spirit is given to you as a guarantee. And he equips us to do what he asks us to do. So Holy Spirit and his gifts are not there for us to hide, but to share. So going on, the next line says, To another is given miraculous powers, and to another prophecy, and to another distinguishing between spirits. So there's another little question there. What's the difference between miraculous powers and healings? Well, they're all often intertwined, aren't they? Everything is a miracle. All of those things are a miracle, but they all need faith. But healings can sometimes be invisible inside the body, whereas miracles are usually seen. For instance, if a limb grows, and I've, I've known of actually one lady whose, whose leg did grow. Um, it was many years ago, but it was very encouraging. So, prophecy. Prophecy is about speaking life into someone, to encourage, to give hope, to guide them into his will, and to speak God's word into lives. And also to point to what is um, coming, just as um, Florence has been doing last week and this week. Pointing, encouraging, telling people what God is saying to them. Yeah? I'm going to share one that I had a couple of months ago, because hopefully it will encourage you. We'd been to visit some friends, and we were praying with them at the end and they shared I won't give any names but they shared that their son couldn't have children and they tried all sorts of things nothing you know nothing was working so basically they were told you know there's probably about a 3% chance you'd ever have a child so it's not going to happen and just as I was leaving the house I was actually at the front door and I felt so strongly the Lord say to say something And in my mind, I was thinking, we're not supposed to say things like this because these are really, really directional and powerful. But I thought, no, but I really feel this is you, Lord. So what I did say was, I don't think this is me. I think this is Holy Spirit, but I'm going to say it anyway. And what I said was, don't worry. Your child is going to have a baby and it's going to happen this year. I got a call last Sunday saying, guess what you said on the other door? It's happened, they're pregnant. Isn't God amazing? Now that doesn't mean go out and tell everybody, I think you're going to get pregnant or I think you should move to Australia. You know, no, please use wisdom. (laughs) Um, But prophecy is powerful, okay? It encourages, it brings life and it's God talking. Okay. 
So the next part is distinguishing of spirits. Jesus said in Matthew 10, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. You see, men look at the outside, but God can see the heart. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul says, For Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So distinguishing of spirits can really help us in our journey. And it can protect us from what we can't really see. And it can protect us from deception. So carrying on with the same verse to another, speaking of different kinds of tongues. Now we've already talked about that, haven't we? Um, but also interpretation of tongues. Now as I, as I mentioned earlier, some people are just told other languages. We spoke to a man quite a few years ago, and he'd come from another country. He was a Christian, and God just told him how to speak. I can't remember if it was Greek or English now, um, but just gave him the language. He didn't do any studying. It just came. God will give another language if that's what you need. But he'll also give us heavenly languages too. In Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, all the disciples were gathered and the tongues of fire uh, rested on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And each Jew that was there from every nation heard the disciples speaking in their own languages and praising the wonders of God. There's a reason that you have tongues. So don't neglect to use it. It is to praise the wonders of God and it will bring life, just like with that other person that I spoke about earlier. There will also uh, be people who can interpret those tongues. And I know someone here recently said that they actually had an interpretation of tongues. That's amazing. So we're given all these things to encourage. Yeah. The last sentence says, All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So all the different gifts come from Holy Spirit. And the Apostle Paul encourages us to earnestly seek some of those gifts. And it's like everything, isn't it? The practice makes perfect. So when we recognize a gift and we start using it, it will get stronger. Because it's not about us. The gifts of the the Spirit are about investing in the kingdom. And we are to use them to edify, to encourage, to bring freedom, to speak life, healing, and demonstrate the presence of our living God, so that we can bring glory to him. Romans 12 says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same functions, so in Christ we, who are many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. 
We are created for something much bigger than ourselves. We're created to host Holy Spirit and be bringers of life, light and hope. And we've been equipped with gifts, natural and spiritual. It's not about us. It is about the Lord Jesus. The gifts, natural and spiritual, are not about us. I'll say it again. It's about building the body of Christ and bringing life out there to a lost world. There is so much more that I can say on this, but and you, as you can see, I have skimmed it down a lot because we just won't fit all, everything I want to say in. But I've also skimmed it down because I want us to pray this morning. I want us to spend time being still, spending time getting close, like we spoke about. Come alongside God and ask. Come alongside God so that he can fill you, restore you, maybe show you what you don't already know or what you knew, but it's in the background and you keep thinking, can't really be for me. It is. It's for you to receive so that you can do something with those gifts. So I do want to just spend that time this morning because as Florence was telling us this morning, the Lord loves us and it is about love. He loves you so much. He wants to give you the gifts, the fruit. He wants you to experience him. He wants you to walk in those gifts And there are other gifts. We we haven't even been through all of them yet. 